Yeah, I think there's probably two issues there. One is that uh, population growth in Sydney isn't quite as strong as in Victoria. It was strong for a period of time, but now uh, we're starting to see a lot more of those flows into Victoria instead. What we're seeing in this cycle and also in previous periods when Sydney house prices have gone through the roof like they have the last few years, uh, you start to see pretty strong outflows of people out of Sydney up into the Brisbane market, whether it's retirees looking to downsize and sort of capitalise some of the gains that they've seen in the Sydney market, or especially younger people that are basically priced out of Sydney. They can't really see themselves setting up there for a future for the long term, uh, and they'd move up to Brisbane where you can still get a pretty good job with a good income, similar lifestyle to what you're getting in Sydney, but much more affordable on the housing front. So that population growth is probably uh, one issue around Sydney. Also at, at the moment I think one of the major concerns is the idea that people have taken on more and more debt over the last couple of years. That's pushed prices up and I think we're basically at the stage now where we're, we're running into affordability concerns. So one of the ways that we look at that is we can see how we'd expect house prices to move looking back 30 years or so compared to what's actually happened given that household incomes have increased and interest rates have decreased, which in turn means that you can afford more for your house. So what we're seeing now is that the way that house prices have increased in Sydney over the last few years has primarily come because of lower interest rates. Uh, Where we are at this stage in the cycle now, it's very hard to see interest rates falling even further. They've been flat for 12 or 18 months now, and I I think it's much more likely that the next movement in interest rates is going to be higher, uh, and that's going to provide uh, a lot of concerns for people that have recently bought into the market, and it means that the potential for price growth to continue is a lot more limited than what it was when interest rates kept on falling. Is this the bubble bursting? Uh, uh, I wouldn't use uh, that strong language around it. I think for it to be considered a bubble, that's more of a unjustifiable or unsustainable level of prices. Uh, but I would definitely say that we've seen the peak of the cycle in terms of growth. Uh, if we think back to the start of this year, prices in Sydney were up about 20% from a year ago. Clearly that sort of growth can't be sustained and, and nor is it desirable for it to be? Uh, so I think we're really seeing the optimal sort of outcome at the moment where the tighter regulation that we've seen coming through has caused prices to start to slow right down. Uh, we think that's going to continue for a bit longer. If we look ahead over the next year or two, we still think that prices in Sydney are going to rise in year-on-year terms, but it's going to be more of a 4% or 2% increase, uh, which looks much more sustainable than the 20% year-on-year increases. Yeah, I I agree with Daniel. I think uh, even their warning signs in the established Melbourne market where the volume of prospective purchases has uh, perhaps uh, reduced a little in the last uh, few months, given the warning signs through the media and uh, and regulators. But when you compare Sydney and Melbourne, the sort of product that we produce, inner and middle suburban uh, apartments and townhouses, Sydney on average uh, would be probably 50% higher or more expensive than the equivalent product in Melbourne. Ten years ago, there wasn't much difference between the two cities. And now Sydney, in terms of price, has certainly leaped well ahead of Melbourne. So that 50% difference in prices, is that because of construction costs or mostly the land values? I think it's mainly in land values. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. 